Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. We're promoting pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio and in probably in a bigger way than normal. I've got a guest with me today who's been on our show before, and I want to shout out a welcome to John Gordon. Welcome back to the show, John. It's great to be back. I'm glad to have you back. I know it's been a couple of years since we talked last on the show. Um, you're doing some work that is right parallel to what I'm doing. Um, Great and minds think alike. Either that or we share a psychosis of some kind. <laughs> exactly. One we'll, or the other. We'll stay open to that possibility, too. I, uh, I told you recently that I was uh, talking to a colleague at the National Speakers Association, and he had shared with me a book. He said, Dr. Paul, you're going to love this book. I said, okay, I'm open to that. And he hands me this book called The Positive Dog. Now, those of you who know me, you know that I get excited about positivity and, and anything that's related to positive psychology. And uh, as I looked down at the author of this book, John, guess whose name I saw? Hard to guess. Mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got so excited about that because we had talked before. Um, you've authored several books. I think you shared with me that you're up to 10 now. 10. I, I can't believe it. When I, when I say that number, I'm like, really? Have I written 10 books? Yeah. It's crazy. M- you know, most people ask me if I have a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. It happens so often, I must not look smart enough to actually write a book. <laughs> Well, and the thing that I've loved about your books, John, you write in, in a story format, so it's, it's really easy to follow, um, parables and stories, um, on topics that are right in line with the kinds of things we talk about here at Live On Purpose Radio, positivity being one of those. I remember before when we talked, we, we were focusing on your book, The No Complaining Rule. And uh, since then, I've also read The Energy Bus and The Seed, and there's a couple of others I think that, uh, that our uh, listeners might be familiar with. But this, The Positive Dog, tell us a little bit about where this story came from and why you wrote it. Well, in The Energy Bus, which is my most popular book, I, I talked about the story that there's two dogs inside of us. We have that positive kind and generous dog. And then we have this mm-hmm. mean-spirited, angry, negative dog. It's that, that two wolves story, right, that I've adapted. Yeah, that kind of an ancient Cherokee yeah, legend. Yeah, the ancient negative. Cherokee Indian. I've, I've adapted it to, to, the, to the dog kind of concept where mm-hmm. whichever one you feed, that's what grows. So out of that, I had this idea of writing a story about a, a dog who's in a shelter. His name is Matt. They, they call him Mutt. He's very negative. And then he meets Bubba the big dog. You can tell I've been living in the South because I named him Bubba. <laughs> and, and Bubba takes Matt under his, under his paw, and he teaches him the science and the benefits of being positive and, mm-hmm. and how to do it. 
and then together using these 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 strategies, they transform the shelter. So, but don't let the, mislead you that it's about two dogs and the fact that they talk. Right? It's a very serious subject in terms of what positivity can do in our own lives, as you know so well, right. and what it, and what it does in the lives of others, which I know you teach as well. Mm-hmm. So the, the story is just a format that you put it in so that it would make sense and you could summarize these points very quickly uh, using the interaction of these two dogs in the story. Right. So I'm, I'm teaching through the story and then the dogs are, are sharing the lessons and you know they, there's, a, there's a book that they actually dig up that has some of the research in the book mm-hmm. that we're able to share with, with readers. So it is based on scientific research. It's based on on the knowledge of years of positive psychology. See, I actually had the idea to write something like this, you know, nine, ten years ago in terms of, of the new movement of positive psychology. It was just beginning. Mm-hmm. I was pretty much at the forefront of it because I wrote a book called The 10-Minute Energy Solution, which was doing something 10 minutes a day to boost your positive energy. Right. That book sold maybe a 1,000 copies. It didn't do very well. Uh-huh. And that was years ago. And I remember thinking, you know, one day I'm going to take these principles and write it into a story. Well, then years later, I took the research, which is now not really an emerging field. It's now a much more established field, mm-hmm. and, and put this research into a story that anybody can relate to. And, you know, I have kids that actually read it and get it. I have, mm-hmm. I have teenagers that get it and love it and read it. And then I have very serious-minded leaders and executives and psychologists who read it and enjoy it as well. So it, mm-hmm. I think it, it's a story that is, is for all of us. I agree. And you're, you're on to something that is so powerful here. And as you were talking, John, I was thinking about how the industry of psychology has traditionally ignored this whole positive end of the spectrum. And that has changed in the last, oh, 10 years or so, especially in the last several years. Yes. Uh, to where they're they're taking it much more seriously now from a scientific standpoint. And you've heard it forever, just think positive. But we're learning more and more through the research how and why that actually happens and uh, identifying some very clear benefits to positive thinking. Yes. What are some of the main benefits that, that you've personally noticed as you've done this work? Well... From the research and just from my own personal experience, we know that positivity enhances our our health. We know it enhances our our immune system, our Mm -hmm. longevity. It gives us a broader perspective in terms of helping to see big-picture solutions. When we're negative, we're so focused on the problem and the challenge that all we can see is is right in front of us. Mm -hmm. We we can't see the forest through the trees. But, But when you are positive, you're able to see the forest from, I would say, you know, from the air. You're able to see the big picture. You're able to see what needs to be done. You're open to new ideas and solutions. So from a positivity mm-hmm. standpoint, working with the organizations I've worked with, I've worked with sports teams and, and businesses and school districts, personally I have seen that when a, when a team and a culture fosters positivity, mm-hmm. the people become more positive. They, they look at their challenges as opportunities. They become more focused on working together in a positive way, more positive interactions, better teamwork. I have seen teams transformed by that. Very few people have worked with all the sports teams that I've worked with, and I can tell you firsthand that positivity 
produces greater performance and results. And, I, and I've seen it over and over mm. again in the teams I've worked with, whether it's college teams, NBA teams, NFL teams. I've had the opportunity to work with all of them. In a positive environment and a positive culture and a positive coach and a positive team do produce more positive results. Right. This makes such intuitive sense to most people. It makes sense to think, okay, if I'm thinking more positively, I'm going to create better outcomes. But part of what I'm hearing you say, John, is that this is, this is also supported in the research, yes. in your direct experience working with organizations and teams and schools. Uh, we see it actually making a difference for people in their life. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, just look throughout history. I mean, if you check out history, anyone who, who we celebrate, anyone who has transformed the world and, and changed the world did so through a, a positive, optimistic attitude and mindset. Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, Jr., all those people had a belief and an eternal optimism about, about what could be done, about, about what could be created, the founders of our, of our great country. So every one of these people had to overcome adversity, challenges, and obstacles to ultimately define themselves and, and their future success. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, was asked the most important characteristic of a leader, and he said optimism. And I believe he said that because pes- yeah, pessimists don't create the future. It's the optimists that create it. Now, for those cynics out there, optimism doesn't mean that we say, I, I, I know the future is going to be better. I just know it. I know it. I know it. Where they're, where they're living in fantasy land or Pollyanna. The optimist says, I know I can help create a better future. Mm-hmm. Right. Which starts with being able to envision it. Yes. And that, that envisioning is driven by whatever, I call it a mode sometimes, John. You know, he, it's not that we are either positive or negative people, but we can get into a positive mode or a negative mode. And, and we all do both, really. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you ever slip into negativity mode. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> well, you did, in fact, you did a disclaimer right in the beginning of your book. Yes, actually, you know, I'm glad you said that because I don't want people to think. Yeah, let's go that, there. That, yeah, that I'm not Mr. Positive and I'm that I'm I'm Mr. Pollyanna. Actually, I naturally go towards the negative, and I find a lot of people who actually do this research probably and teach it like you. We teach what we need to learn. Mm-hmm. I believe that people like us, we actually go towards the negative. But in learning how to be positive, in having to find that positivity and feed that positive dog each day, it has made me a better teacher to now teach others how to do it. Because I have to walk the walk. I I have to Mm -hmm. live it. My daughter sometimes will say, you know, Dad, I think you need to read your own books. (laughs) Right. You know, to remind me, yeah, I'm in a rut, right? I'm in that negative. I like the way you said mode because I think you're right. You get into this negative mode, this negative cycle. So it's okay. I'm negative. How do I turn it around? Okay, I'm going to reframe the situation. I'm going to choose my perspective. I'm going to do something right now that feeds that positivity. I'm going to smile. I'm going to take a a walk of gratitude. I'm going to realize all the things that I'm thankful for. I'm going to see the big picture and realize, you know what? This is not so bad when I look at the big picture. I'm Mm -hmm. going to say it could be worse, and I'm going to think about how lucky and fortunate and grateful I am. And so we do these kind of things that allow us to focus on the positive and the negative. And I got to tell you, my life has been transformed 
by focusing on positivity. Years ago, I almost yeah. destroyed my life with my own negativity. My wife almost left me. I was miserable. I was negative. I wasn't a good oh. dad. And, and, I, and on this journey, I have learned to be a more positive person. So, so everything I teach, everything I write, I've had to live and grow. Mm-hmm. And I can personally attest to the transformative effect it has. Right. And it takes a little practice and effort and intention. Yes. That's, that's one thing I like about your story that you just shared, because here's a choice that lies ahead of us. And you know, John, I have people all the time who are asking me, why is it so hard to be positive and so easy to be negative? Yep. And I think there's two reasons. One of those is that you get really good at whatever you practice. So if you're practicing negativity, of course it's going to come more easily. But then there's this other concept. Have you noticed the default is always downhill? Yes. Things yes. things roll down a slope, not up. <laughs> and if you take away the intention and the effort, of course it's going to go downhill. It's just like when you turn off the power to the to the lights, it gets darker, not lighter. Yep. <laughs> so elevation requires effort and positivity requires an intentional uphill push mm. which is okay because it takes you to a higher place so negativity takes you downhill so it's easier to go there absolutely but positivity takes you uphill mm-hmm. so you have to make the climb but it's worth the effort exactly yeah i like that i think that's wonderful and that seems to hold true i think um but what about for the people who are naturally positive? It's mm. not as much of an effort for those people. And that's why I think it's a practice thing. Right. And you've noticed that you've gotten better at it, right? Uh, yeah, oh, much better. I mean, it's become yeah. a habit. It's become a part of my life. And now instead of waking up in the morning and saying, good God morning, I say, good morning, God. Yeah, there you go. I've got a little piece that I'll share with this right after the break, too. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive, turnkey, proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos 
and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Leaders must be close enough to relate to others, but far enough ahead to motivate them. John Maxwell So, John, I was asking you and kind of prodding you a little bit when I said, well, you never get into negativity, right? <laughs> and uh, you shared with us that, that you haven't always been as good at thinking positive as you are now that you've practiced a little bit and you teach this stuff. And I can really relate because this is what I do as well. And as you were sharing your story... Um, you had a chance to review um, the book that's coming out soon called Pathological Positivity. Uh, this is a book that I've been writing for the last couple of years, and I'm not as prolific as you are. Maybe I need to step it up a little bit. Right. But uh, as I was reviewing, I was going through the final edits, you know, the, those last passes through the book before you send it off to the printer. And I... I took a little retreat. I just, I left last Thursday and I holed up in a hotel in Park City and uh, stayed there until Saturday, just working through the end of this book. And I read the whole thing from cover to cover doing some of my editing stuff and I felt awesome after reading my own book, which was weird because I already knew what was in it, but just reviewing those positivity principles and practicing them a little bit in my mind. And then I had a chat with my editor who had a similar experience as he read through it. It improved his life just to read through it. Yep. So I can relate to what you're talking about here. These are principles that are timeless, and they are now being demonstrated through research and clinical experience to be absolutely powerful in the lives of real people. And it doesn't have to come naturally. I think when you asked, what about those who are naturally positive? I think we all are, by our nature, positive. Is that a stretch? I think so. I mean, just because the research shows that people are born with a a happiness set point, Mm -hmm. they're also born with a positivity set point. So I I think there are people that are born more with a negative temperament, Mm -hmm. whereas there are people who are born with a more positive temperament. Now, it's like weight. I mean, no matter how much I work out, mm-hmm. I have a natural heavier disposition. So I've got to work out really hard to be the best shape I can be in. Now, there's someone who is yeah. naturally thin. They can work out. They don't have to work out much, and they can still be fit and thin. Now, no matter how hard I work, I will never be like that person, but I can mm-hmm. be the best I can be. I can right. be the fittest I can be to my natural disposition. So I think the same thing with positivity. My wife is a naturally positive person. I don't think I'll ever get to where she is naturally, Mm -hmm. but I can be the best version of myself by being the most positive 
person that I can be. Now, we can train ourselves to be positive. Absolutely. We can focus on the positive. We can yeah. develop it. It is a skill. It's a talent. As we know in the positive dog, it's, you know, there's, a, there's an 11-day action plan in the back of the book, and I wanted to put it in the back of the book so mm-hmm. that people could actually read the story and then have a plan they can actually act upon immediately. And if you do those action steps for 11 days and you just pick a few that you love and do them beyond 11 days, you will build your positivity. We know it's like muscle. The more we use it, the stronger right. it gets. So yeah, it is a skill. Beautiful. We can develop it. But, but I don't know if we're, all, if we're naturally positive. I think there's natural goodness inside of us. I believe there's natural love inside yeah. of us. There's natural hope inside of us. I think we're made to want to, to have love and hope and faith. I yes. believe, though, that um, that that for some of us it's harder to to live that, and I, and I think it all goes to a spiritual journey. To be honest, I think I find that those who seem to be more natural and negative, in some ways, have a, have a spiritual journey that are on that they're on to find that positivity. Mm-hmm. And that that maybe is more of what I was I was thinking that there is a a desire for or a quest yes to achieve it. Yes, I couldn't agree more with you that we all have this desire because I think intuitively we know it feels better to be positive. Right. When when you speak and when I speak, we leave and we know that those who were really open to the message, they will leave and they will be different because they open themselves up to the positivity mm-hmm. that exists. And once they do, everything changes for them. Right. We get emails all the time. I do and I know you do all the time from people who have benefited from the message. Is it us? No. It's the message. It's the positivity that these people start to foster in their lives. Mm -hmm. They start to see the benefits, and they start to flourish. Now, Barbara Fredrickson, we know her research on positive-negative ratios. That's come into question recently about the actual ratio and and the exact number. But Mm -hmm. regardless of what that ratio is, we, we, we know that the more positive interactions we have and the more emotions we feel, we do start to flourish in our lives. Whatever, you know, the more we feel, the more we cultivate it, the more we start to flourish. That's right. So it can be developed, and it can be strengthened, and it can be practiced with an intentional action to yes. do so. And I love that you put that call to action in your book. You also included a pledge there. Yes, yeah, I wrote that... Um, one day I was struggling with my own negativity, and mm-hmm. that was the day my daughter said that I'm not being very positive, and, and I said, all right, why am I being so negative? And I realized I'd, that week I had a lot of stress. I was, I was really in a rut, and I sat down, and I wrote this positive pledge, and it was really for myself at first. Mm-hmm. I started sharing it, and I was amazed at how many people share it all over. I even got an email of, of a woman who said she was in the hospital recovering, and a nurse handed her the pledge, and it helped her through the recovery process. Oh yeah. So, so it's something that allows us to to say, okay, I'm going to read this each day, and I'm going to shift my perspective to the positive. Yes. So for those of you who are curious about this pledge, the website, the direct link website is thepositivepledge.com. Yep. Thepositivepledge.com. Yep. Thepositivepledge.com, and there's a place where where you. You can print out the pledge, you can read it right there online, and you can, uh, you can actually commit to it. You can sign and commit to it and join all the other people who are, who are right. committing to, to feed the positive dog. Right. And that helps to build this, uh, this wave. Uh, I think of it as a wave sometimes of positive, positivity. 
that people are really catching on to. It's really resonating with people to take yeah, on like this positive challenge. Yeah, like the way you describe it as a wave. As a wave. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a great analogy. So, John, can you, in the few minutes we have left, could you highlight for us a few of those action steps that you would recommend? You know, we may have time to talk about two or three of them. What, what direction would you send people to actually start to take action on increasing positivity in their life? Well, the first thing I would do is to wake up each day and do a thank you walk. Okay. It's, it's the greatest strategy I've, I've incorporated into my own life and shared it with so many. You can't be stressed and thankful at the same time. So, yeah. so every day I would, I would say, okay, you take a walk of gratitude. And you walk, and while you're walking, you're just identifying the, thing, the things that you're thankful for. If it's cold outside and you work in an office, okay, do a thank you drive, get to work, mm-hmm. and then just take a walk around the office. And while you're walking, just, just practice what you're grateful for. The research shows you're doing that, you're flooding your brain and body with positive emotions that uplift you, mm-hmm. rather than stress hormones that drain you and slowly kill you. And over time, you're building this mental and emotional muscle of positivity. Right. So day in and day out, it's amazing how it, it, it creates a fertile mind ready for success. That has been the most important thing I've done over the past 13 years is this walk of gratitude. It's a, I call it a thank you walk. A thank you walk. Yep. Beautiful. And it's so powerful. And the other thing I would do is before you go to bed, I would write down uh, your, your success of the day, your accomplishment of the day. The one, I would start a success journal and write down the things that the, the one thing you feel great about, the one thing you're happy about. So instead of going to bed thinking about all the bad things that happened, the bad conversations, mm. the people who wronged you, focus on the one thing that went right, the one thing that made you feel great. The more you do that, you wake up, you'll be looking forward to creating the positive each day. So you're, starting, you're talking about starting and ending each day. Yes. Bookending it, really, with some practice of positivity. Yep. That puts your mind in position to do some amazing things. Yep. And in, the, and in the middle of the day, I would look for an opportunity to be helpful to someone else. I would look for the opportunity to practice uh, love, to, to help someone, to make a difference in someone's life, just to encourage someone. Go throughout your day being an encouragement, helpful. The more we do that, we know the more the Teresa effect. We know that the more we're helping others, the more we feel good ourselves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my newest book is called The Carpenter, and in the book just came out yesterday, I say you're not a true success unless you're helping others be successful. Uh. And we know that the more we help others, the more we encourage others and and teach others and mentor others, the better we feel, the happier we are. That's right. Powerful stuff. Let's start. Go back to the gratitude walk for a minute, the thank you walk. As you were sharing that, John, I thought about um, some research that was first introduced to me through Dr. Fred Luskin at Stanford University. He wrote a book called Forgive for Good. I don't know if you're familiar with that book or not, but it, it came from it. He headed up something called the Stanford Forgiveness Project. Oh. And they were working on some really cool things related to forgiveness. But what he found is that gratitude is almost a prerequisite to forgiveness. Yes. Now, we're not talking about forgiveness specifically on the show today. But remember, this is coming out of Stanford University. 
they're working with some really tough cases, like parents whose children have been abducted, or some of the people involved in that lifelong conflict in Ireland, you know, between the North and the South, and uh, just some heavy-duty stuff. And he found that if people would practice regular gratitude, it changed some things in their body and their mind chemistry that allowed them to do some other really phenomenal things like let go of a grievance. So this is a powerful way to start out, that thank you walk, an intentional way to call to your mind the things for which you are sincerely grateful. And I might add, it doesn't solve anything, but what it does is puts you in position to solve anything. Right. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And then the end of the day, you're, you're suggesting to review what your win was for the day. Yeah. What was the success? What was, yeah, what was the one great thing that happened? Your win. I love it. Your win for the day. Without focusing on all of those things you didn't do, because there's going to be a whole lot of those. And notice there's more that you didn't do today than what you did do. Right. And if you want to learn, if you want to say, okay, what went wrong? What can we learn from it? But in the end, what was the one thing that went right? Right. And then allow yourself to feel the gratitude for that. Again, putting you in a positive energy, which changes the way your mind processes things while you're sleeping. And then you get get up and do it again the next day. And then during the middle of the day, finding a way to serve, to bless the life of somebody else. Yes. Make a meaningful difference. Powerful. Thank you. Thank you for those. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being on your show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, John. And I want to make sure people have a way to get a hold of you. You've got a website, johngordon.com. Is that right? Yes, it's J-O-N. There it is. Yeah, J-O-N-Gordon.com. J-O-N-G-O-R-D-O-N.com. JohnGordon.com. You can get connected to John, all of his books, are available there, including the latest, The Carpenter. I haven't read that one yet, John, but I'm excited to take a look. Um, speaking, consulting, training, there's a lot of services that you're offering, and people can get connected to you there through the website. Yes, and um, I have a free weekly positive tip that goes out every week. I write it, and it's something that people can use to benefit from. And again, they can get familiar with my work by just, you know, by reading the positive tip each week and and then uh, I'm on Twitter as well. A lot of people are on Twitter these days. So I'm on Twitter, yes. Insta- Instagram, Facebook, you name it. <laughs> all and the ways. All of the social media connections are there on the website. Get connected to John Gordon, folks. He is doing some great positive work. Thank you, John. And everybody go live on purpose. Thank you. Thank you.